Welcome to Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Berard. I am your host, Michelle Berard, founder and CEO of Urban Book Editor, LLC, and I am very happy to share this hour with you, where we examine all those places where spirit meets life and the joys and challenges that may bring. Somewhere in the Middle is intended to be a safe place where we can learn and grow together. We discuss a variety of topics, ranging from love to politics to money and business and beyond because the human experience is wide and varied. I want to give a shout out to my guest on the October 12th show, Tana Session. You can connect with Tana at her website, tanamsession.com, and on social media. You can also grab her books on Amazon and at other booksellers. If you missed that show, make sure you listen to the replay. Tana shared how coming to understand how childhood experiences can impact adult decision-making freed her to become her best self and begin living her best life. You can get to the replay by visiting Somewhere in the Middle at bit.ly, B-I-T slash Somewhere in the Middle Radio and checking out the on-demand shows. You can find our complete show archives, including the October 12, 2018 show at bit.ly, B-I-T slash Somewhere in the Middle Podcast. I also want to shout out Bruce George of the Genius is Common movement, which encourages all of us to embrace our inner genius and share it with the world. It is so very important that we share this message with the youth. And this message is not just for the youth. We all need to be reminded that the world needs our genius. Learn more about the Genius is Common movement at www.geniusiscommon.com. Now, guys, I am so pleased to introduce tonight's guest, Vanessa Turner. Vanessa S. Turner is from the wonderful state of New Jersey. Due to her love for children and a passion for helping them learn and succeed, she obtained a Bachelor of Science in Elementary Education from Oral Roberts University. She later furthered her studies and received a Master's of Education degree from Regent University. Vanessa is a professional educator who has been teaching elementary school in the public school system for the past 20 years. Vanessa has a love for God and for people. She actively served in her local church in several areas since she was a teenager. Her longest ministry commitment there was in the capacity of a youth ministry leader for over 13 years. She led students in home cell groups, drama ministry, choir, and mission trips. She also taught corporate Bible study and preached in teen services. Vanessa was also part of a team of pastors and fellow leaders providing oversight to a regional youth coalition. Vanessa is a business person who is committed to developing her financial intelligence. She desires to support others in this area as well. Therefore, she offers individuals the opportunity to be a part of a financial education and software services platform. People from all walks of life can participate in the Forex market. The late and brilliant Frederick Douglass said, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. This quote resonates with Vanessa because she understands that if young people believe in themselves at an early age, they will be better equipped to avoid many pitfalls that adults face. Vanessa's mission is to empower youth in the area of self-esteem by showing them that they are champions, phenomenal kids, and have the ability to be successful while having a great impact on the world. When she pours into young people, she is pouring into tomorrow's leaders. So I'd like to welcome Vanessa S. Turner to Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Berard. Thank you, Vanessa, for coming on the show. Michelle, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the invitation. 
Well, I'm super excited to have you here because, you know, we struck up conversation when we met at Tiffany Montgomery's Millions Conference, and I just loved your energy, and I love the work that you're doing with children, and so I... Thank you. (laughs) Well, I really, I just, I think it's fabulous, and I would love to find out more about you and your journey. So I start off my interviews with two questions. Okay. And if you're ready for them. I'm ready. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So my two questions are, Vanessa S. Turner, who are you and how did you become who you are today? Oh, wow. Um, Well, uh, first, and foremost, I'm a, I'm a believer in, I'm a believer in Jesus and I am, I'm an educator. It's a, it's a gift that, that God has given me. And I'm just someone that loves God and I love people and I, I love to help people reach their, reach their God-given potential. That's it in in a nutshell. Well, how did you become this person who is a believer, an educator, mm-hmm. loves people, and loves to help people reach their potential? You know, it started when I was when I was very young. Um, I my mother raised. I, I grew up with my parents and my brother, and my mother um, raised us in the church. And I just um, just had a uh, had a personal relationship with the Lord since since childhood, you know, I just, um, I just believed in him and I, I asked him to come into my life and change me. And I've been serving him ever since. But, um, now that you ask about the journey and I, I am, um, by profession, I am an educator. I, I teach uh, second grade now. I've been teaching for over 20 years, but I'm remembering, um, when I was a little girl, I wa- I wanted to be a teacher. And I used to, uh, I used to play school all the time. Um, I had, uh, <laughs> I had two cousins. Well, I have two cousins, Monique and Natasha, and we're around this, we're around the same age. And my brother is a couple years younger than me. But mostly when my, when I would get together with my cousins, I would play school and I was a teacher and I had lesson plans and I gave them homework and I gave <laughs> I gave, them, I gave them projects to do and it, it got to a point where it wasn't uh, my mother noticed that it may not be that fun for them so she asked me to stop <laughs> she she asked me to stop doing that and I um but then uh, later on I was a babysitter and I at an early age I realized how much I loved kids um as a matter of fact in my church, when I was a teenager, I served as a, um, a teacher's assistant in children's ministry. And that's when I really realized how much that I love kids. And um, what's funny is, wow, you're, wow, you're, you're having me just think of everything, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> when, I, um, I, when I went to college, I went to um, Oral Roberts University. Um, Christian University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But when I first went there, I was, um, I, I, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And I remember that I got tired of people asking me, uh, what's your major? What's your major? So then I just, I just picked one. But then one day I had a conversation with, with my mother and she was reminding me of how much I, I love teaching. And I thought about it and, um, I changed my major. I think it was, um, my second semester, um, my freshman year in college, and that was one of the best decisions that that I've ever made. Um, I just um, it's it's just in me. I, I, I'm a teacher. That that's who God that's that's who God created me to be. I'm an educator, and uh, I just I love working with kids. I love seeing them. I love seeing them learn. I love um, being able to help them in that process. And I just love, um, my favorite part about it, Michelle, is um, reminding them that they're champions. 
Mm -hmm. um, my favorite part about it is um, teaching them to believe in themselves. And it's just, it's, it's an amazing thing to, to see when a child begins to believe in, believe in himself and or herself and, and just being able to see how much they can accomplish. And I also, <laughs> I also had the opportunity to serve as a youth ministry leader in my church um, for several years. So I, I did work with teenagers uh, for a long time in several capacities, but one of them was, um, was teaching the word and preaching the word. Um, so it's, it's nice to, to reflect on my journey. Thank you for that question, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> well, and I think it's an important question because a lot of us, do, you know, I think it's easy to fall into uh, what we what we ultimately become. But I think it's significant that you had a conversation with your mom and she mm -hmm. helped to remind you of kind of who you've been since you were a kid, it sounds like. Yeah, she saw the champion in me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and that's a really important thing too. I mean, I think one of the challenges with uh, a lot of kids is, is really having someone who encourages them in some area, especially if they're not getting that encouragement at home. What do you find are some of the biggest challenges working as a teacher today? I mean, you said you've been doing this for 20 years, which by the way, you look so young. I could not even Thank imagine you. <laughs> you've been teaching for 20 years. I, if you told me that when I first met you, I'd have probably wanted to slap you like, what? Don't tell me any lies. Stop lying to me, lady. But what have you found? How has is, how is teaching changed from when you first started till now as far as um, dealing with the kids? What are you seeing in the classrooms? Um, I'm, how has teaching changed? I think that, well, I'll, I'll say this. I think that the kids, the children are pretty much the same. They, they haven't changed much, but there's just a lot of, how can I say this? Um, a lot less, there's a lot of stipulations from, uh, from, from the state. Um, just trying to think of a positive. <laughs> that's, that's very nice of you to try and, yeah. you know, frame things in, in, yeah. in a upbeat way. Well, let me, let uh, okay, me ask you differently. I, let me ask okay. you differently. What, so when, when you were teaching, when you started teaching 20 years ago, what grade mm -hmm. were you teaching? Wow. I started out teaching, what grade was that? I did, I did first grade and then sixth grade, and then I did uh, fifth grade for a straight 17 years, and now I'm, I'm second grade. Okay, so that's a pretty, so you're basically in two age ranges, right? The kind of mm -hmm. mm -hmm. five, six, seven, and then what's that, 10, 11-ish? Yes, and, and I, I, thought, I thought of an answer to your, to your question. I, I don't know if you want to ask yeah. another one. Um, I'll say, I will say this, um, there's a um, lot more pressure on the kids to perform mm. academically in a, in a, in a certain way. And not all children learn the same way. Not all children process, uh, process things the same way. Well, so and that's, a lot of pressure. That's mm -hmm. something I'm curious about because I'm, you know, I've got three kids. And so I know this just in my own house. Uh, and, you know, I have two daughters and I have a son. And mm. it took me a minute to kind of wrap my brain around the fact that I couldn't talk to my son in the same way that I talked to my girls. Yes. Because his brain was taking that information in in a different way. And exactly. It's the way I, I spoke because I, you know, I'm kind of a. I mean, I'm a Southerner, but I I will come at you with, okay, we need to do this, 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 and this. Yes. <laughs> and he'll be like, his eyes are rolling around in his head, like, what'd she just say? Why'd she babble all that at me so quickly? Whereas the girls, I'd tell them the same thing in the same way, and they'd be like, okay, I'll take that information, process it, organize it, and do it. Mm -hmm. For him, it seemed to overwhelm him, like, why are you talking to me so fast and telling me all these things at once? And 
it just is, it's just a different way of thinking. He's got a completely different way of processing. He's exactly. very, um, methodical mm -hmm. and he doesn't like having lots of information come at him rapid fire. So if I sit down and slow it down with them, he's good. But it took me years to realize that was going on. So <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Why am I having communication problems here? But um, I, so I see it just in my house. I can imagine trying to manage that with, you know, what, 30 kids in the classroom these days? 35? Well, I... Oh, no, not that many. Maybe okay, 20. Okay, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I actually, um, I, we're back. At, the teachers are back to school today. And I, I, I have 20 champions that I'll be teaching this year. Awesome. So I, I've seen their sweet, I've seen their sweet faces. Uh, I looked at their pictures. So I get to meet them um, the day after tomorrow. <laughs> Very cool. Yes. But how do you manage that as a teacher? You know, you've got then 20 different personalities, 20, potentially 20 different learning styles. You know, I guess I don't know how many different learning styles there actually are, but different ways of communicating. How do you manage that as a teacher? A lot of prayer <laughs> and a lot of just reminding myself that I am, I am a professional and um, I, I know how to do this and I'm here you know, I, I'm here. It's it's my it's my job. It's my career. I, I'm here and I do get a paycheck, but I am here for these kids and their families. So I'm here to serve the, the children and their families. So it takes a lot of patience mm -hmm. and um, it takes a lot of time. And um, we ha it takes a lot of documentation. We have to keep records of everything wow. <laughs> that goes on in the classroom but what I'm, I'm really grateful uh for the people that I work with um there's two other second grade teachers in my building and they are absolutely amazing to work with so I'm just very happy and grateful to have them as co-workers and great principal um very supportive so it's it's also good to have um strong support system where you work and I'm fortunate to have that and the parents are amazing they are very supportive really okay mm -hmm. very and supportive. I, I only ask I, I, I if I sound surprised it's because I, I spoke with another um lady a former <laughs> educator okay and she was working in very challenging schools and I, I'm not sure that she found the parents or the administration as supportive as it sounds like you're yeah. finding in your environment. So does that vary significantly? It, it does vary because, yeah, it, it varies. Um, I've been in how many schools? Because I, 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 I started out substitute teaching it, um, when I first graduated from college. So I don't know. I've been in a few schools. So the, that experience, that, that teacher that you just spoke about, I've mm -hmm. had – I've had that, that experience in the past. Um, and it still, it still has its own, still has its own challenges. I mean, it's still, it's not easy to, um, to be a classroom teacher, but um, I don't know. It's just, I just, uh, I'm just very blessed. That's <laughs> very awesome. blessed. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's interesting too, that you mentioned it takes a lot of time mm -hmm. because you're not just a teacher. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, you wear many, many hats, ma'am. A few. <laughs> a few, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to being a teacher and being extremely active in uh, church and ministry, you are uh, writing books? Yes. Um, I am an author. Mm -hmm. I have written my first book and is currently in production, and it's expected to be out um, this fall, hopefully October. And uh, well, I'm a collaborative. I'm a collaborative author. There's 21 of us that contributed a chapter, and the book is called "The 21 Day Success Plan for Young Entrepreneurs and Influencers." And um, my particular chapter is on mindset. And mindset is the way you think. 
if you if your thinking is messed up then your life is going to be messed up so um mindset is something that's uh, extremely important and i was just uh so happy to, to be able to write on that topic for that reason so um what kinds of things do you share well let me actually let me back up mm-hmm. if your thinking is messed up your life is messed up i get that um mm-hmm. give me an example of messed up thinking an example of messed up thinking um well like I, I mentioned earlier, um, believing or not believing in yourself. Um, I think I'm thinking about um, the way that a lot of us grow up, um, myself included. And P- I hear people say things like, I, it wasn't until I was 30 years old or it wasn't until I was 40 years old until I uh, until I was at peace with myself. It wasn't until I was 40 years old until I believed in myself. And I think that's something that's very, that's very unfortunate because imagine if young people believed in themselves at an early age, how much they would be able to accomplish. Um, It's just, it's just, it's just mind blowing to me, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm able to help young people, uh, help young people believe in themselves. Because when you, Michelle, when you don't believe in yourself, there's things that you're just not going to, to try. You're not, you're not going to, t- you, you're not going to take risks. You're, you may not take that risk to start a business. You may not take that risk to go in and move. You may not, uh, uh, take that risk and do those things that God has, God has called you to do. So, and in my, my own experience for a very long time, I have had faith in God, but I didn't have belief in myself. And I think that people need a a combination of both because, you know, God created you and he sees, he sees your potential. And if you don't see even a glimpse of that potential that God sees in you, you're going to, you're going to shrink back. You're, you're not going to, you're, you're not going to pursue the dreams that he placed inside you. Now that you made said something very profound and you kind of skipped over it. Like, Oh, it's not that significant, but you said that for a long time (laughs) Mm -hmm. you had faith in God but not a lot of faith in yourself. Not a lot, not a, not a lot of belief in or myself. belief in yourself. What mm-hmm. do you what What do you mean by that? And how did it manifest itself? Wow. Well, I, I think I'm one of those people <laughs> that took a long time uh, uh, took a long time to, to believe in myself. Um, so, yeah, I was when I really. It took me a long time to believe in myself, Michelle, but it also took me a long time to uh, intentionally believe in myself. I, um, I would say within the past five years was when I became, be, uh, began to be um, intentional about it uh, because, uh, because of the industry of, of network marketing um, that, I'm, that I've been involved in. And one thing about about that industry um, is there's a lot of personal development that's that's necessary um, as a business you know as a business person and I know that you're you're also a business person Michelle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have to be I don't want to give away everything that's in the book but I will say this mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> one thing one of my one, one thing one of my mentors said is. Um, my ears are not garbage cans and Mm -hmm. we just have to be very mindful of the things that we listen to. And and I know that the the Bible is also uh, clear about that as well. When it talks about um, to think on things that are, that are uh, praiseworthy and, and, and and, um, things of that nature, Um, think of things that are pure and so forth. So, um, I just really got um, a lot of training about belief and a lot of training about the, the power, uh, the power of belief. And 
also in this industry and just in the, in the business world in general, you're surrounded by success. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, something that people say a lot is if you're the smartest one in the room, you need to find another room, yeah. you know, and that's one reason I went and um, smarter in, in terms of that area in your life mm-hmm. that you want to advance in, mm-hmm. you know, which is one reason uh, I went to the Millions Conference with um, Tiffany Montgomery for the second time. And I was so blessed to meet you. She's just a strong, um, just very strong um, business person. And I knew it was going to be surrounded by people with uh, strong business acumen, such as yourself. And um, it, 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 it rubs off on you, you know. And if you're able to, to humble yourself and learn from people that know about that particular area that you want to advance in, um, you'll go far. And when you see what they're able to accomplish, you say, hmm, he was able to do that. Because it's about stories. People share, people share their stories. They, they share what they've been through. And it's, it's, not, and it's not an easy path. For, for most people, but when you hear other people share their stories as they journey and they were able to journey to success, you see, you begin to uh, borrow some of that person's belief. So they can grow inside of you. Yes, absolutely. And, um, and you, you need to, I find that I need to, um, well, I'll say this, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with uh with television i'm not i'm not saying that at all but (laughs) i don't really um i don't really watch much tv if i do it's usually one of those like 15 minute episodes that's on facebook (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know i i just um i'm just busy uh working and, and and reading um so you know there's just just and i'm i'm there's always i'm either i'm reading something or even um I have, um, I, I value my phone and my, and my earpiece. So I'm usually listening to something that's positive. I'm listening to worship music or I'm listening to someone preaching or I'm listening to an audio book or just, just some type of, of personal development. I'm just very careful about what I let into my space because my, my belief in myself is growing and my faith in God is growing. And I just want to be, um, uh, the real Vanessa Turner. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to take a pause here for a couple of announcements. And okay. we will be back in just a few minutes with Vanessa S. Turner. All right. Hey, everybody. It's me, Michelle Berard, host of Somewhere in the Middle and founder and CEO of Urban Book Editor, LLC. And I'm Julia Black, energy healer, empathic life coach, and founder of Sacred Ash Healing. Are you feeling like you're stuck and can't move forward? Have you been struggling to birth a big goal like a book or a business? Are you feeling overwhelmed and looking to make changes in your career? If you're at all like us, when that deer and headlights feeling hits you, you just don't know where to begin. Talking to friends and family can help. But when you're in need of an objective opinion, it helps to speak with someone who is prepared to listen and to provide practical guidance to help you move forward. That's where a coach comes in. That's why Julia and I are excited to share a way we can help you get unstuck and start moving towards your goals again. And to make it easy for you, we're offering a complimentary call with one of us to help you start moving forward. All you have to do is go to WeRiseMovement.com to schedule your free insight and inspiration call with either Michelle or me. The insight and inspiration call can help you get clear about your goals, uncover hidden challenges that may be hindering your progress, discover steps you can take today to move toward accomplishing your goals, and you will leave the session feeling renewed, re-energized, and inspired to take action. All you have to do is visit www.WeRiseMovement.com and schedule your free insight and inspiration call today. That's WeRiseMovement.com. There's a saying that goes, nothing will move in your life until you do. 
Get moving by booking your free insight and inspiration call at www.werisemovement.com. All right, we are back. You're listening to Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Berard, and I am still with Vanessa S. Turner, and we were just talking about basically how you feed your brain. That's really what, what, it, mm. what you were talking about and the, mm. the energy that you surround yourself with, if I may interpret it that way. Is that a reasonable yes. way to interpret it? Absolutely. And absolutely, you, you mentioned that one of your mentors says, my ears are not garbage cans. <laughs> yes, and I do quote him in the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, that gets into something that I personally believe. I believe that crazy is contagious. Yes. So if you listen to drama and and crazy all the time, and you have people who are being, you know, caught up in all that stuff around you all the time, rather than people who are doing the kinds of things that you are interested in doing, like whether it's building a business or writing a book or getting more education or what have you, you know, you might want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. You need to be around people who want to climb mountains, right? That kind of thing. Mm. If you're, do, if you're listening to drama and chaos and you're involved in that, that's going to take energy away from you achieving your goal. And that's what I'm hearing in that my ears are not garbage cans phrase. And, you know, Michelle, one of my mottos is BS, my initials are VST. VST is drama free. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. Hey, I have moved from one state to another to get away from drama. So, <laughs> Oh, good for you. <laughs> I've done that before when I was much younger, but I've done that before. <laughs> so, no, I think it's really important that people spend time doing um, the things that, that are going to help move them to the next level. So what kinds of things would you recommend? Let's say somebody wanted to start a new business. What mm -hmm. kinds of things might you recommend that they start focusing on, even if they don't know what kind of business they want to start? They just know they want to be in business. What kinds of things do you think they should focus on? Hmm. Well, mindset, of course. Um, their mind needs to be, how should I say, it, their mind needs to be in the right space because it's not easy. It's not easy to, to build a business because one thing is you, you, you will, you need to be, you need to come to a place, you need to actively come to a place where you're delivered from the opinions of other people um, because you will uh, face rejection. And like how, you know, how we were talking earlier about belief, um, it's one reason, one reason why it's important to believe in yourself is because there's other people that do not believe in you. And if you're wrapped up in what they think of you, if you're wrapped up in their, wrapped up in, in their opinions, it, it'll be a big hindrance to you. And I don't, Michelle, I don't know if you remember, but who it was, but someone at the Millions Conference was, um, was sharing and he said, you gave me your opinion, mm. but God gave me an assignment. Do you remember? Right, it? Do you remember? Right. Uh, 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 uh. It was somebody. I have to. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I, I, if it I, was Eric, was it Eric Thomas? Was it Eric? No, I don't think it was him. I don't think it was Eric Thomas. But he was great. He was. By great. the way, I, I actually watched one of his um, webinars today. <laughs> 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 by the way, yeah, but um. Yeah, so it's mindset, but also knowing that it's very important to have um, multiple streams of income. Now, you know, there's nothing wrong. Uh, it, it, well, first of all, I want to congratulate that person for stepping out into the business world. And I believe that there's nothing wrong with having a job. And as, you know, as we said earlier, I, I, do have, I, I do have a job, but I think there's something wrong with ju having just a job. There is, it's just multiple, multiple streams of income are, uh, are, very, are very necessary. And um, stepping out to the business world, um, 
we spoke about before, surround yourself with success and, and read. Um, read, read, book, read personal development books, read books about business, but also um, find something that, that you're good at that's going to help you make some or earn some um, supplemental income. Those, those are some beginning thoughts that are, that are coming to me. And oh, another thing of just very, I did say um, surround yourself with successful people, but you need to find, you need to find a coach Mm -hmm. and do what your coach says. And I'm talking to myself because (laughs) you're talking to me too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't always listen. I'm doing better with being consistent and uh, uh, listening to my coach. But um, my philosophy is if you're, if you want to be in business and you have a business coach, when they tell you to do something, unless it goes against your conscience, then you need to do it because that person um, has the knowledge and the experience and, and they've gone far, farther in business than you have. Yes. And you know what I find too is because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've worked with different business coaches over the years and I've learned Sometimes you're learning the same thing in a different way. So I'm going to, yes. but sometimes you need to learn it that way because you're not ready when you learn it the first time. And mm-hmm. that sounds strange, but I remember when I was in college, well, let me back up. When I was in high school, I'm a words person in case you can't tell. I'm a words person. And I hmm, had really, ch- <laughs> I know, right? Uh, shocking, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> but I had issues with math. I mean, I could do math okay. if I'm sitting down just doing it. But I, once you start throwing letters in there and giving me algebra and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, why are we doing this? My brain was not at a point where it was ready to accept that mm-hmm. in high school. When I got to college, though, something had switched on in my brain or switched off. I don't know which it is, but something shifted in my perspective so that when I ran into the same concepts again in college, I was able to take them on board. It wasn't that the math had changed. It wasn't that anything had changed. I was learning Mm -hmm. the same concepts at a more advanced level, but something in me had changed and I was able to take it on board and and understand it and do well in the class. And I don't know what it was that shifted, but I think, I believe that that's how we can be in life sometimes where you may hear a message, you know, January 1st and you're like, "Eh, I I don't get that. Or it's not, it's not Mm -hmm. clicking for me. But Mm -hmm. then you hear the same message, you know, August 31st, a year later. And you're like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you've got it. And then you can start moving on it. So some of it is to keep trying, right? Even if you don't, I think, even if you don't get it the first time around, or even if you try it and maybe you're not, you don't execute as well as you're used to executing things, because we're all pretty smart people. We're used to doing things well. And maybe if we mm-hmm. don't do it well, we back off a little bit. But to try it again, because maybe the next time you really understand it and you take it on board a different way and you can execute differently. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and and I think it, um, again, that stems from belief. Maybe perhaps your belief level grew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, you were able to see more success. It's very important. Well, let me ask you then about when you're working your business or when you're working on your book, what are some of the challenges that you had to personally overcome to do those things, to, to move forward in them? The opinions of other people. <laughs> <laughs> like I, um, and I've learned, you know what? I, I've learned to not take a lot of time, Michelle, trying to figure out why people, why people do um, what they do. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, I've had people that don't speak to me anymore. Uh, they don't answer the phone. They don't return phone calls. Uh, they 
unfriend me on on social media. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well, that well that the unfriending that that happened maybe uh, only only a couple of times, and um, you know, but you know, there's this there's this. Oh my goodness, there's uh, one of my um, one of my mentors in the past used to used to share this a lot. He said that. Um, the average person, when the average person dies, there's, I think he said 50 people, maybe a hundred, but I think more closer to 50, 50 people that show up at your funeral and only 10 of them will cry. And, uh, half of those people will go to the actual burial and then if it rains, <laughs> oh, wow. if it rains, it's even less people than that, you know. And I've just learned that if I were to to pass away tomorrow and that's not someone that's going to cry at my funeral, I can't get wrapped up in that person's opinion of me because I can't pay my bills with their opinions. Right. You know, I can't... Um, I, you know, I, I, there's certain people that I want to help and I can't help them if I'm, if I'm wrapped up in, in other people's opinions. And, um, that's something I get, I get to um, instill in the, the young people, the young people that I work with. And of course their, their parents do, do the same thing, but it's, it's just an honor, uh, to be able to be able to do that. Um, and I've just learned, you know, you know, I, I, I am a Christian um, but I just learned you just you just love you love people you pray for them and um, and you move on because like that whoever that was I have to look at my notes like he said at the millions conference uh, you gave me your opinion but God gave me an assignment. There you go. Mm-hmm. And well, sometimes you have to love people from a distance. Yes. And that can unfortunately include friends and family sometimes, especially when you're reaching for big goals. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is true. That's true. Well, Vanessa, tell us what else you've got (laughs) going on and how people can connect with you. Wow. Okay, what else I have going on is so so amazing because business – is for profit, right? So business yep. is for business is for profit, and um, you use that profit to help you fulfill your goals and your dreams. But I have found um, something that's absolutely amazing. Um, what I'm able to do is um, serve on a platform. It's a financial education and software services platform, and I'm able to show people how to grow and compound their own money, mm-hmm. their own money. Did you hear me say own money? Yeah. <laughs> their yeah. own money on a daily basis. And um, so basically, you know, uh, Michelle, how um, you you have a bank account, I'm sure, right? Yeah. At least one. So you, you put money in the bank, and then um, somehow that bank makes money on your money, but they earn money on the money that's in your account. But when you look at your own bank account and you see the interest <laughs> that you've earned on your own money, and it's very, very, um, very small. Mm-hmm. So basically I show people to do what the bank does with their money. Awesome. And that's, well, and banks make money by lending your money and earning interest on it. And they, they make money they, by investing. Yes, right? exactly. They, they trade your money. Yeah. So I, I've, um, I'm, I, I am able to um, do the same thing with my money that the banks do with my money. But I have, I have, I have the knowledge and I'm just open to any, to anyone that wants, wants to hear uh, more about what I do. You, you said to, to, um, you said for them, you said for me to let them know how to contact me. I, okay. I do have, I, there's a couple of ways. I do have a website. My website is trade with Vanessa.com. And I'm also um, Vanessa S Turner on all of the social media platforms. They could also reach me, reach me that way as well. 
Awesome. So you can get you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, yes. all of those as Vanessa yes. S. Turner. Yes. And tradewithvanessa.com. Tradewithvanessa.com. I am earning money on my phone. <laughs> all right. Yes. So my smartphone became a smarter phone. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's carrying those phones and fooling around, uh, watching videos of folks doing silly things. Mm-hmm. Every time I turn around, somebody's sending me a link to another silly video. Uh, yes. Y'all, let's share some money knowledge, please. please, please. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm there. Uh, you know, I'm there. So I believe I am all right in with you on that. Amazing. And you're smart. So- you're a smart lady. <laughs> a <laughs> smart lady with a smart phone. <laughs> I want to hang out with smart women like you. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> So tell us about the book and when is it due out again and how will people be able to get it? Okay. Well, the book is again, the 21 day success plan for young entrepreneurs and influencers. So it, I tell people it's for young people that have an entrepreneurial spirit, but if you know a young person, um, you can buy the book for them. So the book is actually for every, (laughs) the book is actually for everyone. Um, we hope to, uh, the date that I got was October, so it's September, so next month the book will be um, will be available. However, the good news is the book is uh, available for pre-order, so you can actually go to my website, VanessaSTurner.com, and pre-order your copy, and as soon as it's ready, you will have it in your hands. And, and what's great about this book is not just a book, but it's also is also a workbook. I, oh, I, wow. Sometimes I forget to, to mention that part. It is a book and a workbook. And the, the people that I've been able to work with, the, all, the other uh, collaborative authors are just simple. Sim- they're simply amazing. And they have, a lot, they have a lot to offer. So yes, we will make money from this book, but we will also, I really believe this book is really going to impact a lot of lives, a lot of young people. So VanessaSTurner.com. Definitely. Well, and it's for the young and for the young at heart, right? (laughs) Oh, I like that. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yes, Michelle. Yes. I want to see everybody starting businesses because we can no longer rely on, you know, corporate America or Mm -hmm. other people to create jobs for us, you Mm -hmm. know, and for us to stay just over broke. Uh, yes. working, working jobs all the time. I, everybody needs to have something else going on so that they can get more money in the door and create wealth for themselves. Not exactly. Just, not and their future gener, Yeah. And their future generations as well. Exactly. You know, one thing, um, um, one thing that I learned is that most millennials will die in debt because of the college loans and not having the ability to, to pay them back. Wow. And that's a lot different than when you and I went to school. You know, it's, it's, it's tough out there. It's really tough. Yeah. Well, guys, that means you've got to connect with Vanessa. TradeWithVanessa.com, yes. VanessaSTurner.com, and on social media, Vanessa S. Turner. Make sure you reach out to her. Learn more. Let's all get our learning on. Let's all get our money going and create some wealth and a legacy for our children and our children's children and generations to come. Vanessa, thank you so much for being on Somewhere in the Middle with Michelle Berard. Thank you for having me. It was an amazing time. We're going to take a quick break for an announcement, and then we'll be back with Julia Black and our new segment, True Talk. Hey folks, John Kane here with Exponential Cash Flow. If you've ever had a money challenge in your life, meaning lack of money, then I think my company can help. We teach average hardworking folks how to successfully invest in the financial markets. You don't need a lot of money, which a lot of people think opposite. And we teach folks from teenagers up to senior citizens, so anyone can learn. If you're interested in learning more, then all you got to do is go to exponentialcashflow.com 
and give us a little information about yourself and in return we're going to send you a free ebook on how the professionals do it plus we're also going to give you a free personalized investment strategy session and if you happen to own a business we'll give you a free business growth strategy session as well so go to exponentialcashflow.com and we are back with Julia Black and True Talk our new segment on somewhere in the middle where we discuss different topics and uh, you know, related to personal development primarily. And so, Julia, thank you for coming on the show again. Thanks for having me. I like being here. Well, I'm kind of excited about this one because um, we were talking about we were talking about <laughs> so <laughs> we were talking about what I call obsessive thinking. I call it obsessive thinking, but um, we were talking about getting your mind right, and the reason I call it obsessive thinking is because I think that part of the reason that folks have trouble getting their mind right is because they're thinking about the same thing over and over again. I mean, there are a lot of different ways that you cannot have your mind in the right place, and if your mind isn't in the right place, then it's hard for you to progress in different areas of your life or or be successful in different areas of your life because you're stuck on that one thing. And so, you know, I call that obsessive thinking and, and I have that particular issue. If something gets in my head and gets stuck there and I can't get it out, man, I can chew on that. I can gnaw on that bone for a good long time. And next thing you know, I look up and weeks have passed. <laughs> and nothing, <laughs> nothing has, has happened that needed to happen in that time because I'm so busy obsessing. What are some of the ways that you think about not having your mind right and ways that that can interfere with what we're trying to accomplish in our lives? Well, for me, um, there are two ways. One is like you say, where I just completely obsess. I, I choose a topic and I completely obsess about it while I'm trying to figure everything out. I'm, I'm a, I'm a problem solver, and I and I work from a very from a from a standpoint of a very logical thinking. And so for me, for me, everything is well. I should be able to figure out the answer, um, and then I will obsess for weeks. Um, and sometimes you kind of just need to stop a minute, um, and just give your brain a break, um, and just kind of wait for things to kind of work themselves out. Um, another way for me, um, particularly because I have a history of anxiety, kind of being deeply anxious, um, there's also this tendency to kind of spin out of control. And so if I do something wrong, then I start beating myself up. Oh, well, you can't do anything right. And this is not, um, you know, what were you thinking? How could you do this? And, and, and get into that kind of mindset, which has a tendency to create depression and have me focused on everything that I'm do what I, what I thought I was doing wrong, as opposed to getting myself to the spot where I need to be to, to move forward. So those are, I think the two ways um, that that manifests for me. Um, and then, so what I've started doing, and once I realized that I could actually, there, there was a, there was kind of an epiphany or an aha moment that I had, um, in my twenties where, where I realized that I didn't have, like, particularly with the spitting out of control, I think a lot of people that are depressed or anxious don't realize that you don't have, that you can train your brain not to do that. Um, you know, where you don't, where, you know, you are not at the mercy of however your brain decides to spin its web. You can stop it and go, oh, wait, I don't have to listen to this. Um, let me do something else instead, or let me think about something um, more positive, or let me, you know, let me get out of, let's get out of the house. What do I need to do? Let me go to a yoga class, or let me go see a friend, or, you know, let's go meditate for a bit, where there's a lot of other things that you can do so that your brain doesn't allow, so that your brain doesn't obsess or kind of spin out of control. 
But even in doing that, you have to be careful because some people, yeah, I mean, we've heard of shopping therapy. Right. Some people, in order to get out of that, will will go and have shopping therapy or, you know, what have you. And then next thing you know, you're jacking up your money. So- exactly. Exactly. Notice I didn't mention actually going shopping <laughs> for that reason. And, and the other thing that I didn't mention for the same reason is, is eating. Right. Um, because we can also have a tendency to eat um, when we get that way. So yes, get out of the house and yes, go do something, but don't, don't start a pattern or don't do something that can start a pattern that will, that will be a negative one, whether that's shopping too much and spending too much money or eating too much, um, or, you know, whatever vice you want to insert there, do something that, most would consider to be on the healthier scale. You know, for me, for a lot of times, if, if I'm, if, if it's too much for me to actually get out of the house or if the weather isn't cooperating, I pull out a book. Um, and that gets my brain focused on something else. Um, or I journal or I color or, um, you know, like I said, I go to yoga class, I meditate, I do something that will distract my brain from whatever it's obsessing about. Um, Well, but we're not talking about escapism either, because that's the other thing we want to be careful about, I think, Mm -hmm. is not indulging in escapism and not dealing with it, because whatever your brain is ruminating on obviously is something that needs to be dealt with on Mm -hmm. some level, but it's more about training your brain not to uh, obsess over it needlessly. So, like... When I was in the middle of my first divorce, it was a certified nightmare. Like, I, I'll tell anybody, I do not wish divorce on my worst enemy. Um, and I would find myself waking up at 3 in the morning every single night just in utter terror, just, like, freaking out, my brain racing, of all the things that I, you know, that were going on and, and the challenges and the struggles. And one day I was just like, I can't do this. I can't stay up. I can't be up in the middle of the night every night thinking about this because in the morning I can't function for my kids the way I need to because I'm too tired. And I said to myself, well, Michelle, There's nothing you can do about this at 3 o'clock in the morning, so you may as well go to sleep. And that's what I did. Every time I woke up, after a few weeks of that crazy, I would wake up and I'd be stressed out and terrified. And I said, Michelle, there's nothing you can do about this right now. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. You may as well go back to sleep. And after about a week or two of doing that, I went back to sleep. And I've never had a bad night's sleep due to stress per se well you know occasionally but it's not like that where I was just up every night it doesn't happen anymore because I was able to kind of retrain my brain to say listen if you can't do anything about it it doesn't make any sense you can deal with this when you wake up Mm -hmm. this is stuff that you can deal with during the day don't don't let this take over the time that your body and your mind and your spirit need to re- recover from all the others, all the things you do during the day. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think also with escapism, I, it, it's important to know because you make, because you made a really good point. It's important to know that when I say take a break from it, take a break for that second. It's not that you're not going to go back to it or deal with it or work your way through whatever the issue is. All you're doing is giving yourself a break because if you obsess over it, you keep spinning this, you, you generally, you're, you're still trying to work through it, but you get to such a point that you keep giving you 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 keep using the same arguments the whole way through so if you can give your brain just a break like you know have you ever there are like geniuses and prodigies and people that deal with super things that are just super complicated um and when they have an issue 
what will often happen, and my husband's one of these people, he can wire cars. Um, and if he's, if he's having a hard time wiring a car, he'll, he'll kind of obsess over it and be up really late at night. And then once he, and then he eventually like crashes and falls asleep. And then he realizes that in his sleep, he's solved the problem mm-hmm. with a fresh brain when he was no longer tired or when he was no longer obsessing over it, he could stop for a minute and go, Oh, here's a simple, here's a simple solution. And people that are really smart will often say <laughs> people that I've heard, very smart people have said that this is kind of how they work. If they, if they get stuck on a problem, they just stop. Let's just stop right here. Let's go kind of give ourselves a break from whatever we were thinking about, do something else for a little bit and then come back to it. And oftentimes they're with this fresh set of eyes it's, it's easier for everything to kind of fit into place the way that it needs to. Well, and not just that, but when we're resting, when, our, when we're sleeping, that's when our brain actually gets a lot done. And a lot of us don't really realize that. And I have had that happen to me where I've gone to sleep with an issue and then I wake up in the morning and I know how to solve it. It could be a technical issue. It could be a financial issue, whatever it is. And I wake up in the morning and I know the solution. Mm-hmm. So we can't discount that our subconscious mind oftentimes is ready to step in and solve the problem for us, but we're not giving it a chance to because we're so busy overthinking. Mm-hmm. And the, those obsessive thoughts are just in the way causing um causing problems really and keeping keeping our minds and our our spirits from resolving the issues that we're having. Mm -hmm. Well, do you have any particular suggestions for folks who might be dealing with this kind of issue? Like if you had three things you wanted to tell someone as advice, what would you tell them? I would say, um, number one, just, give yourself a break for a minute. Um, like we've been talking about, take a break, do something that, um, is completely different. And that isn't, you know, whether that's exercise, go for a run, go to a yoga class, stop and meditate, um, go talk to a friend about something different, about something completely different. Like give your, give your mind a complete break. Um, I would say do that. Um, If you have a tendency to, because of anxiety, kind of spiral and start to beat up on yourself, stop for a minute um, and change that to some kind of affirmation or positive thought that you can tell yourself, whether it's, I'm, I am, I am doing my best and I will be successful or find something that's related. That's kind of the opposite of whatever you're dealing with. Um, and spin it in a positive light instead. Um, And then just kind of realize that sometimes we can't always solve every problem right away. Sometimes it's just, sometimes it may take quite a while to, for things to kind of fall into place the way that you need them to. And that's okay too. Yes. We've got to cut ourselves some slack sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I'm one of those people where if, if I decide to do something, I go for it and I expect everything to fall into place immediately. And so when it doesn't, I have a tendency to get super frustrated and then start to problem solve and then start to go, okay, how can I make this happen? And the last couple of years in particular, I've kind of stepped back and go, no, if, if everything will fall into place the way it needs to, I just need to stop for a minute. And let that happen. And then it does. And then it does. And then it inevitably does. It's <laughs> it inevitably does. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just, sometimes I work too hard to, to make things fit the way I want them to. And generally when I step back and just kind of see where everything falls, they fall into place the way they need to. Um, without my help at all. And that is the way of spirit. Mm -hmm. So there you go, folks. (laughs) Cut yourself some slack. It's all going to work out because it's got to work out. 
that's it. It's going to work out because it's got to. Thank you, Julia, for being on True Talk on Somewhere in the Middle. Well, that's our show this week, guys. You can reach out to me online at urbanbookeditor.com or michelleberard.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as Urban Book Editor. Send me a note. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to send over some topics you'd like us to cover on the show. Make sure you guys tune into the show on November 9th when my guest will be caregiver wellness coach Denise Bampo. You can find us every other Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash somewhere in the middle radio. You can also find us at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash somewhere in the middle podcast. Let's continue the conversation. You guys be good, stay mindful, and remain prayerful. Peace and blessings, y'all.